So we finally get back in town from the mines, and I wanted to go straight to Elmo Fillmore and tell him that we shut the mines down, that he's out of business. He can't be treating his employees like that, having them work in noxious fumes that are dis disintegrating their insides and, you know, having to deal with evil spider goddesses from times past and, and all that kind of shit. It's, it's current year. You can't treat your employees like that. And, um, but I got derailed from that, it, seeing that there was the murderer of our kind of lead suspect. And, um, we had to go investigate the body down in the jail cell. Turns out it was the little girl from the crossing house and she didn't even mean to do it. There was, you know, some other fuckery going around. And anyways, where the hell did Tom go? I mean, last I saw, he bolted for the cemetery for some reason. Oh well, I guess you're all caught up. Enjoy the show. So I'm going to start walking back to the tavern and when I, is, is Igmet at the side of the tavern I, I, I was picturing? He's uh, actually in back of it. Oh, never mind. But I, I mean, I um, I'll give you that maybe you see him walk around the, the back of the, the back of the tavern. And so, you know, you'd know to follow him back there if you wanted to, or you could just go inside. It's kind of up to you. I'll go inside and run into uh, Falk. Yeah. Don't come see your friend. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you were back there, you investigated piss. I don't want no part of that. That's cool. Would you even know that? Did you guys have a discussion about that? I was back there with them. You wouldn't know that. No, Tom has no idea. Actually, I probably would have told you about it. <laughs> yeah, this fucking guy, he was looking at piss in the back of the crossing house there. <laughs> he touched it. <laughs> Seem real confused by its presence. <laughs> so the crossing house is a lot less populated than it normally is. Um, you would think that a lot of people in this town are able to count. And so maybe they just don't want to be out late and around other people. They want to take their chances with their families or whatever. But there's just a few miners drinking at the uh, at the bar, as I as I uh, explained in our last episode. And Polly is currently working the bar and Igmet is out around back. Andrea is upstairs with Prentice and you assume her other sister is as well. I don't remember. Was it you that met uh, the last sister or was that Falk? It wouldn't matter if I did. I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You'd have no idea who Sylvia is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I met her, so it, it probably was him. One of these times, I'm just going to have her be standing behind the bar, and you guys are going to be like, who the fuck are you, and why are you behind the bar? <laughs> <laughs> when I walk into the crossing house, I, uh, have, I'm kind of lost in thought and wringing my hands. And then as soon as I see Falk, I walked up to him, and I just say, um, well, I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm also lost in thought and, and wringing my hands. <laughs> 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 I, I run into Falk and we both fall over. No, well, I, uh, I think we'd have to roll for that. <laughs> on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I'm going to, I'm going to lean against the bar 
and then when you walk by me, I'm going to notice you, and I say, wish we knew the hour that this is going to take place tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be a really good uh, point of info to know, wouldn't it? Um, what the hell? Why are you so dirty? <laughs> you got fucking dust all over you. Like, half your new suit that you just bought is ripped. Like, the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to tell him? <laughs> oh man. Okay. I think you should tell him the I truth. Just, That's way better. I look down kind of embarrassed and awkward and I start dusting myself off and I say, Oh, I was at the graveyard. The problem is we don't know if someone's going to wake up in the middle of the night. Do you think we should take shifts? Shifts for what? I don't know. Maybe we should take shifts. We're gonna be the the wake up police, like <laughs> keeping. Get your head out of your ass, man. Keeping watch. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, going on patrol through the town square. Yeah, that that is a pretty good idea. Uh, you know, we still have to touch base with uh, Fillmore, and uh, I think I found out what happened to um, to Winslow there. Uh, the the little girl around, running around here. Um, she said she was talking to a, a, a tall man in a dark coat, and he gave her this uh, special salt that he gave her candy um, to put in put in the food that was about to be delivered over there. And uh, pasta breakfast. Yeah, pasta breakfast. He wears black. Yeah, so does half the people in the town. Is he tall? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was tall because he's me. Yeah, he's about your height. Tom's height, I All should right, say. Well, uh... Um, I say, Fillmore, he's a working man. Do you think he's still awake at this hour? I don't think that man sleeps very much. He seems like one of those always on the go guys, always got some irons in the fire or something. Plus, he sleeps around, so he's probably got some broad up there right now trying to, <laughs> you know, get it in or whatever, so... I suddenly get really uncomfortable. <laughs> Igmet walks in through the through the doors of the saloon. What are you two up to? Oh, not much. Just, uh, you know, I think I found out what happened. I was just telling Tom here, um, little girl says she got, like, a special container of salt that um, she was paid with candy to put in the food of Winslow and um, you know he died from that meal obviously and then um, she had to give it back to him and then you know he ran off and she said he was a a guy she saw around town um, pretty regularly doesn't know his name or anything like that but tall guy dark coat well that's your specific do you figure if we took that little girl around and introduced her to people, she'd recognize who it was. Possibly, but uh, that might put her in a, quite a bit of danger, too. Yeah, well, we'll be armed to the teeth. You know, Falk here was talking about going and talking to uh, Mr. Fillmore this late at night to tell him about the mine. I, I don't like that idea. Why not? I'm just staring at Igmet right now. <laughs> he... Here's the thing, alright, if you want to tell the richest man 
in hundreds of miles that he can't continue his business when he's got what like 12 guards up there I don't think I can follow you because I know that man's determination and he don't listen to nobody didn't the foreman have the mine shut down when we arrived we could just tell him it was the foreman's doing I don't think lying to him's really gonna be the proper thing cause he's gonna find out the truth at some point anyway and I think it's better he knows right when we know that he knows. And so he can't catch us off guard. He can't send some, you know, fucking bounty hunter or some shit after us. Like, All I'm saying is we have this mystery. Why don't we address the mystery? And then we might be able to present more than just problems to him. Will you tell him about the dragon? We don't know how long this mystery is going to take, and uh, I definitely do not want to tell him about the dragon. Um, I think that would be a huge mistake, because that's just going to, you know, cause him to send more people up there to their deaths. Um, you know, as far as anybody knows, what I what I told the other miners was that it was, you know, a noxious, like sort of gas leak. Or, Something like that. And, you know, I figure I can guilt trip him enough for knowing that there was, you know, some sort of corrosive gas that his miners were getting sick from for for a few days anyway. And, you know. Why don't you guys roll me a perception check? All of you. I am so absorbed in this conversation. I got a four. (laughs) I got a five. (laughs) Eighteen. So, Igmit, you hear outside, um, a little ways off, but not too far, somebody yelling about something. You can't, you can't quite make it at this distance, but you can, you can definitely tell that somebody is yelling about something, and there's another voice that's quite a bit fainter, and you're not really, you're not really sure what's going on. But, but it is obviously yelling, right? Oh, yeah, one of the voices is definitely yelling. All right, um, I take the scattergun off my back and I say, hold that thought, and I run out of the tavern. I'm following him. Yeah, I, I look at Tom real quick and I, I start, you know, bolting behind him. I'll draw my gun. Did y'all hear anything? I didn't hear nothing, but, uh, you know, you got the the, the special orchies. Well, one of them at least. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he's a halfling? No, no, no. no because the... he got his uh, shit wrecked by the oh, uh, oh, that's shotgun right. sound or whatever. That's right. You guys step out of the crossing house and you see that there is... Now, only Falk would know who it is, but you see that there is a a tall young man who is wearing overalls and a bright red shirt and he's currently pointing his finger in Deputy Portnoy's, uh, like, not not really his face, but kind of, you know, right in his chest kind of collarbone region, and he's, he's yelling, uh, you can't stop me from seeing my pa. You told me this morning that you would let me know what was going on. Now you need to let me in there. And Deputy Portnoy is kind of holding his hands up and trying to diffuse the situation, but his mouth just kind of keeps opening and closing as though he wants to put out some words, but he just doesn't quite have them. 
Um, yeah, I definitely start uh, kind of jogging over there. and um, I'm just going to follow Falk, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, Trek, uh, Trek sees you approaching Falk, and he turns to you and he says, You let him know I got to go see my pal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you, Trek. Um, and I, I look to, to Deputy Portnoy, and I kind of, you know, like widen my eyes and kind of nod and turn my head slightly to the side, um, you know, kind of giving him the the sort of shrug that lets him know, I think we got to let him do this, you know, let him see and everything like that. And um, he looks panicked. So uh, De- Deputy Portnoy kind of looks at you and his eyes get really wide. And why don't you make an insight check? Oh, he had his limbs oh, sawed off. I remember oh, my insight. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. It was only it was only four on the die, but uh, four plus four, eight. You get the feeling that uh, that there's something that Deputy Portnoy is trying to hide, but you can't piece together what it is. Like he's mouthing words at you, but Trek is still shouting and it, he's not quite in your face, but he's loud enough and distracting enough that you can't quite make out what Deputy Portnoy is trying to tell you. Um if either of you guys would like to make an insight check, you can. Either Tom or Igmet. Okay. Oof. Eleven insight. Seven. <laughs> we are some insightful people. You guys don't have a firm handle handle of uh, what is going on here, and so move on forward, folk. All right. Um. First of all, track. Uh, calm down. Uh, I understand completely. Uh, you know, I lost my sister when I was young. Um, you know, I. What the? What, you know, what in the I, fuck are you talking about? My pa is in there and alive, and he won't let me see him. Uh, oh like, shit! <laughs> I kind of like uh, put my arm behind my like neck and kind of stretch a little bit and squint my eyes and uh, like kind of do the. <laughs> the Thor thing, like, is he though? Like, uh, but without <laughs> actually saying that. Fucking dude, Portnoy is full on face palming. Both palms just like, like you can you can see that you have never seen a person look more frantic and panicked at the same time, and still not be able to to show it in in like a in some sort of like an ostentatious uh, gesture, you know. I look down at the dirt and pull the front brim of my hat down. What? Now, now, uh, please, Trek. Um, I mean, come in. You know, well, you got to see. But um, this no, this little no, literally no. just happened. No, he he just came back. He just came back. He just came back. Um, you know this. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And, and we we got some some leads on, on you know, who who did it. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, I mean, your paw's gone. You see him storm over to the wall of the jail cell, and he just punches it as hard as he can. And you can tell immediately that his hand is broken, because it starts, it, it, when he pulls it away, it's just crumpled. You know, there's no bone necessarily sticking out, but there's a lot of blood and it just looks ugly. And he doesn't really make much of a sound. He just kind of grunts and 
holds it and just kind of whimpers there and and stares up at you guys. I look at Tom like when we see this and kind of wince, but then, you know, look at Tom and then look at track and then kind of, you know, uh, twitch my head to the side towards him. Like, you know, kind of. Um, okay, do do your healy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need you to spell it out for me. Um, I'm just gonna walk over and uh, I'll put my hand on your recent sh- insight checks have proved <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over and I put my hand on his shoulder and I say, "We're gonna get through this." As I do my healy thing, it's gonna be cure wounds, and I can do a one d eight. I rolled a six. It's plus something as well, isn't it? I don't know. Um, <sighs> plus your spellcasting modifier, which is plus four. So ten overall? Ten total. You see the bones in his hands kind of knit back together, um, and it, it, it returns to shape for the most part, but he's still nursing it and holding it close to his body and not really saying much. He's just looking down at the dirt and... And you can see that there are tears welling up in his eyes, but he's clenching his entire face, trying to fight it back. And Igmit is like five feet behind Falk, and he sees this, and his eyes get wide, and he kind of whispers, but but like a loud whisper, Tom, Tom, can you do that for my hearing? <laughs> 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 I just look at Igmet and I and I say, "If I could have, I would have already." All right. So, Trek, um, this is going to be tough to see, um, but I'm I'm telling you right now, like punching walls and you know even trying to take swings at us, it, it isn't going to going to change anything, and um, you know, uh, it, it's likely that. If your pa wasn't where he was at when this happened, um, there's a good chance that either you or your your ma might have been, um, you know, singled out as well with this. And uh, I kind of put my arm behind his back and kind of, you know, lead him in there with me. He walks with you in in a slow catatonic-like state. Right before we enter the doorway... I, I stop again and I'm like, this is, this is pretty bad. I'm just warning you right now. Um, if, if it gets too much, there is, there is something I can do to you that, that will kind of change your sort of perception of things and, and you know, make the, the pain go away, but it's, it's only going to be temporary. It'll only get you through the moment for about an hour. And then it'll all come flooding back. But, uh, you know, if you want me to do that to you, just let me know. I think, sir, that I should go home and get my ma and maybe uh, maybe this can wait till tomorrow. I think maybe you should see this first before your ma comes. Is that bad? I... I think you should see it for yourself, and, and you know you're you're a pretty tough guy for for what I gather, even for your age. And um, you know, uh, 
maybe you should be the one to see it and then make the judgment of whether you mosh it. He nods at you and he sniffs up one big sniff and and kind of straightens himself back up again and uh, nods again and does a couple of more smaller nods like he's psyching himself up almost. And then he continues forward with you um, with kind of renewed resolve. And I, I think as soon as we walk in, it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, oh, I would have figured know. that you guys would have covered him back up. Oh, oh, did we? I mean, I, I would <laughs> I have no idea. There are other people in this jail. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would have been like... We might not have, but the deputy would have. Yeah, exactly. So um, Ingrid is currently sleeping in her cell, and Mark Baggio is... He's awake, like you can tell that he's awake just by the way that he's moving, but he seems to be pretending to sleep for some reason. And then in the in the third cell is the uh, is the sheet. Yeah. So um, and, and like I'm sure, can you tell by the way the sheet is, is is like sitting and stuff that is there like a lot of kind of gore around the sheet? And oh stuff? yeah. He's visibly shaken already once he realizes, you know, he can count and, you know, one of the cells is empty and the other two have living people in it. And so, yeah, he he's he's already starting to sweat a little bit and he's again screwing up his face trying to fight back tears. And he looks up at you and he goes, if if there ain't no reason for me to look under that sheet, I'd rather not. That's that's probably for the better. Um, does it everything look, you know, kind of cleaned up enough for for your ma to come and, and see? Or I'm I'm gonna leave that judgment up to you. No, I, I I'll go see Dusty tomorrow if if the deputy will. And Deputy Portnoy has been kind of shadowing you guys for this entire exchange and. It seems as though this is the first time that he's gathered the courage to speak again, and uh, he says, Now, here, here's here's the thing, um, Track, y- you, can't, you can't tell anyone. This is an active investigation, and someone in this town did this. I, I kind of, you know, bite my lip uh, a little bit because I don't want to talk about what I just learned from um, you know in front of track or anything and so um, yeah I just kind of hold my words and and let uh, deputy keep you know doing his talking he kind of looks around at you guys and uh, says right I mean I'm not I'm not trying to be the bad guy here and I know that I seem like the bad guy and I should have told you this morning but I had to wait for I'm these 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 men are my only backup that I got for days, and I, I I'm so sorry, Trek. I I I don't know how. We're we're gonna find out who did this though. These these gentlemen are real good at what they do, and 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 they are going to figure this out, right, guys? I nod. And the deputy looks at you guys and he says, uh, "I'm." I'm gonna I'm a walk track home if uh, if that's all right with y'all. Yeah, um, that that's fine. Um, uh, before you go, uh, just a, a quick question: how how long has uh, Ingrid been been sleeping? He 
kind of looks up and thinks about it, and he's like, oh, fuck. And while I say it, I look right at Tom and Igmit and, like, you know, kind of give some sort of eyebrow sort of glue, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> that they would pick up on that, um, you know, like, you know, we know that when people, you know, sleep at re- regular times, then, you know, some bad shit happens and stuff, like that guy at the bar. Not to mention, uh, Tom says... Yeah, as soon as he starts to talk to say something, I, I would have, like, you know, brought my eyes wide and, like, you know, my um, my eyebrows up really high, like, well, don't fucking say it right now while, you know, the other two are still here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say to the deputy, um, would you mind leaving the keys before you go? Yeah, but y'all... Y'all be careful. I mean, Ingrid ate dinner, but she's been out for, well, it's been a while. And he uh, nods at you guys and opens up the door and waits for Track to go out first. And he heads out behind him. Should we try to wake her up first before going inside? Uh, I don't know what kind of effect that would have. Um, I mean... What if... She's not sleeping. What if the poison got to her as well? Um, from the information that I gathered, uh, the girl was instructed to only put it on, on one plate. Um, that's if, you know, her story was, was rock solid. You know, I, I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I figure if it would have affected a, you know, full grown man of his size um, that quickly, it, it would have affected her. Um, you know, by this time as well. Um, okay. Knowing that Mark's awake anyway, I'm going to tap on the bar. What are you guys going to give me back my fucking leg, eh? <laughs> oh, shit. I left that in the mine. <laughs> you gotta be... You gotta be shitting me. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. Hold on a second. And I walk out to, uh, to Donnie and I go and, um, you know, unstrap it from the from the thing and uh, <laughs> then bring it back in and I just toss it through the bars of the cage to him. You should have offered it to the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he immediately rolls up his pant leg and uh, straps his leg on and stands up and kind of, kind of does like a little dance for a second and uh, looks up at you guys and goes, now, now, how's a feller supposed to get some sleep around here if you guys are all yelling and carousing outside all the damn time? So, um, Igmet walks up to his cell, like, right up next to the bars. Howdy, Mark. You remember me? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen each other a couple of times now, eh? Yeah, and... And, I, and... and you shot me a couple of times, and I don't forget that. Well... It might not be our last interaction if you get my drift. And I look over at Falk and wink. <laughs> I just stare blankly at him. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we're not tell we're not telling him? Telling him what? I mean, like he probably heard yeah, everything we were what? just saying. <laughs> no, no, no. The plan. The the oh. loaf. Oh, that plan. Uh, I thought we oh, were. Oh yeah, oh, we... 
<laughs> I don't think we would. Um, you know, uh, sidebar here. Let's let's walk outside for a minute. <laughs> Y'all don't let me have any fun. You know that. You know, I don't think we'd actually establish that as a plan yet. <laughs> well, I was planning on it. As for damn Are sure. Are we saying this as we're walking out the door? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't so, know what we're saying. <laughs> it's uh, it's about ten ten thirty at night right now, and you guys step outside, and there aren't really a whole lot of people wandering around the town. Not that there often is at this time of night, but again, the town does seem a lot more barren than it normally would be. But yeah, go ahead and continue your conversation. Yeah. So, wh- what are you, what plan are you trying to tell him? Like, d- do you think we should just tell him straight up? Hey, we're thinking of sacrificing you to Loth. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And what do you plan to get out of this, other than just you know making him quake in his fake leg? We just tell the deputy that we we think we have a lead. And we need Mark Boggio as bait. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like more incentive for him to try and escape. I don't think we need. Oh that. no, we we'd hog time down uh, onto a donkey and uh, and take him out there. I mean, it's gonna take us, you know, the the whole you know next day to to you know get back there, riding at, at like normal speed, like. Uh, you know, we we gotta be here tomorrow bright and early for, for whenever one of the next things happens. A desperate man results in desperate measures, and I'm not looking to get bit or kicked in the groin. I'm not saying we do it immediately. I'm saying, how many leads do we really have? I ain't no investigator, but I know that from what you said, folk, we don't have many options and and maybe uh you know pleasing that loath statue will will stop the troubles you know i kind of doubt that um it just seems like uh releasing a you know elvish spider demon um is probably going to make a few more problems it might fix the the one problem of uh you know the whole magic field collapsing in on itself or or whatever um Wyatt said uh for lack of remembering his complicated dragon name but um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I I think that's kind of a, a last case sort of um effort roll a perception check everyone perception yes please Ten. Nine. Sixteen. So, Igmit, you hear... Oh, wait. You have disadvantage, and I forgot to give it to you last time. I'm going to give you disadvantage oh. this time for a hearing thing. I'm sorry. I should have... I should have remembered No, it's not. You wouldn't know. I I need to remember that shit. Seven. So, yeah, I, I doubt I hear it. Okay, then never mind. Go ahead and continue your conversation, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I I was trying to think about the investigation, but I I understand. I don't I don't really know much about these things, so Guy, I'll just leave it up to you two. We have time. To I mean, that's not really anyone we can shake down tonight. Fellas, obviously, um, gentlemen. 
you know, I, I, I think it's a, you know, pressing matter to go oh, talk Jeff's. to Fillmore and, and let him know what's well, going on. It. Yes, Tom. <laughs> Did you just call me the Falconator? <laughs> no. I said Falcon Eggman. Oh. Well, would you call me the Falconator, please? I kind of like <laughs> We have time to make a decision, but I feel like we should check on our woman inside. Yeah, um, so as far as waking her up, how, you know, how do you, how do you want to do this? I mean... I would prefer outside the cage. Yeah, yeah, I think that would at least, um, well, actually, you know, you never know when she could just, uh, run amok. I think the safest thing for everybody is if we wake her up and she's still in there and we're not in there with her, but then also, um, I don't know, we might need to take the, you know, Mark Baggio out of there if, we, you know, if, He'll if be things fine. get all the... I suddenly draw my gun well, and uh, shoot it at the ground and it makes a resounding <laughs> kabang. It sure does. Okay. Why did you do that? <laughs> and, then I, and then I swing the door of the jail open and peek inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> when you peek inside, you see that Mark Baggio has his cell door open about halfway, and he's, like, creeping out. <laughs> and he stops and looks at you and goes... And just shuts the door, the cell door again, and like sits back down on his uh, on his cot, and uh, okay. goes to whistling a tune. So was uh, was Tom the only one that saw that? I would assume, unless you guys all uh, fucking. <laughs> like but I assume instead you guys are bitching at Tom for shooting randomly because that's a logical thing to do. <laughs> So yeah, I, I guess I'll just have stayed there and was yelling at him as, as he walked towards the door. <laughs> well, did you see anything? Gentlemen, we have a different problem on our hands. I throw the door open and yeah, I... And what's that? I walk inside to the end of the cells and I, I just pull his door open. <laughs> and then I kind of give it a shake back and forth like... <laughs> He uh he actually just throws both hands up in the air at the si- at his sides, kind of like a "What do you want me to do?" kind of a thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, as I as I see Tom doing that, I, I walk back in there and I'm like, "Oh, mocky mock, mocky mock. Um, gonna need the fake leg back now." <laughs> what do you mean, eh? <laughs> Well, obviously, you were keeping your your fucking uh, escape kit in there, and uh, gonna need you to hand that over and um, hand over the leg. <laughs> now, let me ask you something here, here, fellers. Now, I cast suggestion. You guys, hold- <laughs> God damn it! Give me the leg. <laughs> what's the what's the DC? Uh, let me see here. The answer is nope. Oh, did he fucking get a 20? He sure did. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> the uh, first die. Oh, no, I did roll for him sneaking and lockpicking. I, I take that back. But uh, while this is happening, I'd like to I'd like to take a glance at the woman real quick. I'm sure you would. <laughs> She doesn't appear to be stirring uh, at all, even though this conversation is quite loud. And Mark continues, 
Now, the way I see it, eh, is that if you guys didn't do a good enough job at searching the leg, that's your fault and not mine. So I should get to keep it. While he's talking, I start unlocking her cell and kind of make my way in in the background. Um, I also turn to Egmet and I'm like, uh, Egmet, I guess go in there and take it from him. I'll take care of it. You go look at Mrs. Fillmore. Try not to kill him. All right, Northerner. Hand it over. <laughs> It'll be fine. Hey, hey, hey. Now listen, now you listen here, feller. There's no reason for, di- for this to get violent, but, uh, I will have you know, I, I've studied martial arts. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'll eat your liver for breakfast if you don't hand it over. Roll an intimidation check. I'm at her bedside right now, and uh, after the intimidation check and stuff, I want to uh, touch her and see if I can look into her eyes. All right, so you roll her over, and... She doesn't stir even as you roll her over, and right as you're about to open up her eye, her eyelids to like look and see what's going on, both of them shoot open, and she screams. Oh fuck! And like starts backing away from you on on the cot, and and she's just screaming bloody murder. And then she kind of calms down after a second when she realizes. I jump backwards and hit the back of the cage, and my hat falls off. <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped the keys on the floor. Roll, hold on, roll, uh, roll me a dexterity check for when you bend over to pick up the keys in your hat. Uh, I got a six. So you bash your head up against the back of the uh, back of this cage, and then you immediately lean over to grab your hat first because you're paranoid about somebody seeing your bald head, and you smash your forehead up on the cot while you're trying to do that. <laughs> and, oh, fuck. And, and, why don't you make me a constitution saving throw? <laughs> Four. You, everything goes black now that you're unconscious, because you just knocked yourself the fuck out. <laughs> I'm so bad at rolling constitution. <laughs> so Tom is laying unconscious in Ingrid's cell. She is like backing away against the corner of her cot. And Igmet, <laughs> what is your intimidation check? It was a 14. Alright. He goes, I'm telling you, eh, you're not gonna like it uh, if I if I gotta use my, my hand combat, you know? Alright, um, I draw my uh, my tomahawk and uh, like hold it back like I'm, like I will strike him, but I'm not yet. Roll initiative for me. Eleven. Ooh, that's not good, Igmet. All right, make me an athletics check. That's a fourteen. So he he start he lurches forward and grabs onto the handle of this tomahawk and he wrenches it from your grip and like tosses it out of the out of the the cell. Uh, over to the side where where Kellen Winslow is, and like he, so he just basically pushes it through the bars, and like looks at you and goes back to having his hands up, and is like, "Come on, hey, I get to keep the leg." All right. Um, how close am I to him? Yeah, I mean, you're inside of a small cell, so like right on top of him. All right. Um, so I uh bend my head down, 
lift up my head and uh, I try and like scratch at him with one of my tusks try and let me pierce some flesh here um, why don't you make me an attack roll with uh, your unarmored then so that'll be that'll be strength plus, plus proficiency and a d20 so it's your plus three and then plus three again right yes uh-huh. so plus six so go ahead and roll me an attack roll plus six and um so that's 15. So I just want to let you guys know that I did a little bit of research on Mark Baggio and he actually does do jujitsu. And so that's why I gave him some levels of monk. <laughs> and you go out to try and and try and headbutt him sort of a thing like it but it's a real awkward angle because you're trying to use your tusk as a weapon and that's not something that you've done a whole lot in your entire life. <laughs> and so he he manages to twist himself out of the way and then <laughs> does a 17 hit your armor class? Yes, it does. Um, okay. So he quick chops you twice in the throat and it doesn't do any damage to you, but you're backing away out of breath. Like, holy shit. Like you've never seen somebody move like that on you before. Like you go in to gore him with the tusk and he kind of moved out of the way and just chopped you twice in the throat and you're just reeling from it. <laughs> Can I close the cell door behind me so we're stuck in there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, shit. Okay. I close the door. Um, That's your bonus action. So you have a movement and you have an attack. All right. While this is happening, I, I like, walked into the to the other cell, like, sort of sighing to myself, and I'm, like, dragging <laughs> Tom's body out of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, please don't lock my hat in there. You know it is. You know it is. You don't even have to ask. Oh, fuck. I'll get this leg for you. I promise, fuck. I promise. In fact, I accidentally step on the hat while I'm trying to finagle your body in the leg position to pull you. <laughs> So what do you do, Enigma? Um, I grab my other tomahawk and uh, take a swing, take a swing at him. All right, go ahead and roll it. It's a six. All right, so you swing and he deftly ducks under it, but not the crouching down kind of a duck. No, he bends backwards at the waist and Neo's under that thing. And then he comes up swinging immediately. Oh, Igmet, this is going to be embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So he comes up swinging and he connects once with your solar plexus and it just launches your breath out of you once again. And then the next time he connects with your face and this time you take... So you're going to take six points of bludgeoning damage as he he strikes you twice. Hell, I should have just shot him. (laughs) <laughs> how the how the hell did you learn how to fight like that stumpy leg <laughs> there's a monastery up north uh, I trained with him the snowy moose technique he's, you ever heard of it he's so chipper about it <laughs> Igmet just shakes his head and uh 
I got an idea, Igmet. Ask him about Star Wars. <laughs> and for the folks at home, that is an inside joke about our actual real life friend, Mark Baggio. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna draw my scatter gun on him. Are you going to? Uh, are you going to do anything? Point it like right at his head. Okay. So, oh yeah. So I need you to make me a constitution saving throw as Mark Baggio introduces you to the Snowy Moose's secret technique. It's not going to end well. So 10. So Mark looks at you and he kind of grins and he goes, you know what my favorite Canadian treat is? And he drills you directly in the nuts with a leg. And he goes, moose knuckles. And you drop to your knees. And you cannot, like, you cannot point that scattergun at him anymore. Like, you are just holding the family jewels, and that is it. And he goes, can I keep the leg now? Falk, unlock this goddamn door. I don't think we ever locked it. <laughs> well, help me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I um open the door and uh, let Igmet out. <laughs> I just go and sit down somewhere. <laughs> Thoroughly defeated. <laughs> so, do the doors open um, inward or outward to the cells? Uh, they open outward. Like towards you guys. All right. Well, uh, you know, let's lock it. Um, you know, but he's good. He's gonna pick the lock. Uh, you know, um, I reach over and um, grab the keys when I lock it. Um, then I go, oops, and I break the lock off or the key off in the lock. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at you and he goes. I'll tell you what, that's going to make things harder. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes and sits back down on his cot and kind of looks pensively at the ground like, all right, this this is a real conundrum. But he doesn't really look broken or even dispirited about it. Like he seems he seems pretty happy about uh, getting to use his signature move. Uh, You you okay, Igmet? Uh, it's mostly my pride and uh, <laughs> and my boys, but I'll be fine. Man, that guy, he can, he can really move, can he? I, I, I've never seen anybody fight like that before. So, um, after we all kind of walk out after that, I kind of, um, walk back in just for a second and pull out my, like, sort of notepad that I usually use when I'm, uh questioning people hey you got the address for that uh, monastery up north (laughs) (laughs) he laughs and he goes yeah and he he gives it to you it's in uh fucking no i just made it up right now god damn it (laughs) chris are you gonna wake me up off the floor i wasn't planning on it I mean, what do I have that can wake you up? I mean, you could just shake me. 
I, I shook you around quite a bit when I was pulling you out of the goddamn cell. Okay, so we're going to call it, it, the city is Natrial. And <laughs> Natrial. He goes, just just ask for my buddy Buckle. He uh, he works at the Blushing Mountie. And he'll, he'll lead you in the right direction. I start to come to on the floor and I start to mumble. Falk. Falk. Yeah? We need to save Fillmore from the one-legged dragon. From the what? The what? Where am I? You're in the the floor of the deputies. And as soon as you say that, everything floods back and I immediately jump up and I go, I start looking around and I say, where's my hat? Oh, it's, uh, it's somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think one of them fighting stepped on it. <laughs> it got Peter, it got pretty real in here for a minute. <laughs> right after you say that, uh, Mark tosses your busted hat down at your feet, like between the bars. And <laughs> he kind of laughs. <laughs> I just stare at it with a sad look on my face. And I pull it through and put it on me. Put it on my head and use the bars to pull myself up. And in case anybody was wondering, he took off his leg for a second and actually grabbed that hat with it. Used it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, our friend is okay with this. Like, we asked him before we did this. <laughs> Once I get myself pulled up with the bars and I have my kind of caved in hat put on my head, I just look at <laughs> Ing- I look over at Ingrid and I just nod. <laughs> And then I start walking out. So um, after Tom walks out um, and, and before I'm like out, out of the door, um, I, I cast message to Mark Baggio to where like, um, you know, no one else would be able to hear it but us two. And um, I ask him, uh, hey, so where'd the gold come from? You don't want to know, man. That gold, it was a mistake. I actually do want to know. Um, you know, it'd be rather interesting to, to figure that out. You're, you ever heard of the consortium? Consortium. Um, I think I've heard you say that before, but I don't remember. They're real bad folks. We've been having nothing but trouble ever since we got it. Oh, is the consortium the, the gang you were from? He kind of... For the first time, you see Mark Baggio look shaken, and he says, No. They're like entrepreneurs, but uh, not the nice kind, if you catch my drift, eh? Oh, uh, like uh, organized crime? Yeah, that, that, that'd, be a, that'd be one way to put it. And so let me guess, you, you took the gold from them, and then they made you, your gang's life a living hell? Well, uh... We split up near uh, near Ridgely, and uh, well, we both went opposite directions and tried to throw them off the trail. But uh, then we ran into you guys. Things have been bad, even without the consortium. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they they were. Um, you know, uh, I'll put in a good word for you. Hey, man, those were some pretty impressive moves there. Um, you know, I, I think you definitely earned your leg today. Sorry, I had to bust out the key in the in the lock there. Um, if we need anything else, uh, you know, we know where to find you. Hopefully, I won't be here, eh? 
Well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, that's the last message that I send. I was continuing to walk behind Igmit and Tom that, that whole time while I was having that uh, conversation. Okay, so um, I would say that right now it's probably in the neighborhood of like 11 o'clock maybe. So you guys have uh, you guys have another hour before it becomes the third day. All right. Well, uh, you guys know where I stand on this. I- I'd like to go uh, right to to Elma's. Why don't we just wait till morning? Cause we're just gonna piss him off going at night time. He's an old man. I think it would piss him off more if we didn't go directly to him. In my opinion, the more people we have awakened up and bustling today, in the next hour, the better. I say let's wake the man. All right. All right. Two versus I, I one. I pat Tom on the shoulder uh, <laughs> when, when he um, sides with me there. I, I look at him and I say, it wasn't for your reasons. Yeah, whatever. I'll take a win when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you guys uh, start heading towards uh, the Fillmore Mansion, which... If you recall, it's the biggest building. It's got that giant, uh, that giant fence around it. It's a basically a, a huge log cabin, um, and it's towards the north part of town. There's a few houses that are out past uh, the Fillmore Mansion, but for the most part, once you get past his house, there isn't a whole lot of the town left. It you get a couple of spots, or you get a couple houses, and then and then his, and then basically just desert. And you do notice that he has all of his guards on duty at night as well. And it would appear as though he's making them pull double shifts or something like that. But yeah, there, there are, uh, there are three, there are three guards on either the either end of this property so it would be either the west or east end and they're kind of they're kind of spread out so that they can see angles around the house as well but it seems like that's really what they're focusing on covering is those is just like the eastern and western like sides of the yard and then just with the way that uh they're seated they could have crossfires except for the two that are in the middle because of the house being in the way but the gate seems unlocked and it looks like you could just walk in and up to the house if you'd like. So, um, aren't the, aren't his guards like all, um, don't they all have like black, like sort of, yeah, black clothes, black overcoats? Yes, or they have, like they have black overcoats on. They're wearing black pants. The only thing on them that is white are the cotton button down shirts, but they have black vests that obscure the majority of that white as well. Their hats are black with a little bit of uh, red accent um, with the strap around it. But yeah, I mean, they wear a lot of black. And if there weren't so many torches and things like that lit around this fence area, you would have a hard time spotting them in the yard. It's so dark. Um, I kind of lean towards uh, towards Tom and Inkman and kind of say under my breath, um, black coats. You go on inside. <clears throat> I'm going to wait out here. All right, fair enough. Uh, I, I kind of did all the the damage back there at the behind. It only makes sense. I, I'm. I, I think I'm going to stay out here with Tom too. Like before, before I take uh, another couple of steps, I also um, say like, 
Remember, the guy, the guy was tall. I think she said that he had, like, a big nose, too. <laughs> I give him a nod. So, um, the property, it, it's, it's surrounded by this fence? Correct, yes. And how- There is just the one gate going in. It's a wrought iron fence about 10 feet tall. And the rest is all just a lawn around the building? Or does dirt around the building or whatever? No, it's actually decorative stone for the most part. Mm. There is an outhouse in the back right corner of the property. Uh, You would assume so that guards can use the restroom and not have to go all the way into the house or anything like that. The only thing that is kind of odd is that there is a large tree in the back, but it looks dead. Hmm. Um, how are the guards positioned? All around the house? No. So there there are... So basically the way that it's set up is... I'm just going to draw it so that uh, okay. it can just make sense. Sorry. All right. Let me send you this picture real quick. Uh, okay. So just to kind of explain to you, um, the house is bigger than that. Scale isn't super important. But the X's are the are the guards. And the littler square is the outhouse, and then that tree-looking thing is the tree. So there's three guards on either sides of the house. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to take the right side and start walking towards the back, kind of the corner of the outhouse section. All right. I'm going to just bring Falk inside the house, because cool. um, Rodriguez is going to answer the door, uh, and he'll... He'll say, good evening, sirs. Oh, sir, what what can I do for you? Uh, Nothing much, Roddy. I need uh, to talk to the old man there. I assume that it is urgent. Obviously. You remember where the waiting room is? I do. He uh, gestures for you to go, and he heads off towards... If you remember where the study was from... uh, from when you and Igmet were in here chasing that uh, other Igmet, it's in kind of like the back right-hand corner of the of the building, and he starts heading that direction, and so you assume that Mr. Fillmore must have already been awake. And so I'm going to go right back to Tom and Igmet. What are you guys doing? Um, I'm just following uh, Tom. Wherever he goes, I'll, I'll follow. Um, okay, so Tom, you want to go around the house to the right then? As soon as I get to the back corner and I see, I assume I see the tree at least, um, is it worth making a perception check or is that pretty much what I see? No, you can make a perception check. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, perception of seven. You don't see a whole lot going on, but as you stare in this backyard for a while, it's very odd that that this entire area is so well groomed and stuff and then there's just a dead tree back here and for whatever reason it just seems off to you but beyond that you can roll a perception too if you want Igmet. yeah i will do investigation checks usually need a stated purpose or can you just in general do one well if you wanted to say investigate that tree you could move up to it and roll an investigation check can i do that actually can we? Can I walk up to the tree and make an investigation check? Sure, go ahead. You can too, Tom, if you're going to search around it. All right. Um, 
13. Uh, I got a 14. So, Igma, you're you're very familiar with tracking and stuff like that. And so one of the things that you do notice that's very odd is it seems like there's depressions in this in this colored stone that lead up and away from this tree. And they seem they seem maybe a couple of hours old. You figure if somebody would have uh if somebody would have uh walked in this area, you know, in the last couple of hours, it would probably stay like that. But any sort of weather would probably take these tracks away. Hmm. Tom, when you see Igmet is looking at that, you also notice it. You didn't quite at first, but when the when Igmet's skilled tracking eyes start to investigate it and you know he kind of bends down and starts poking around and stuff, you you also notice these depressions, but you on top of that notice that the guard, the left guard in the back corner is kind of eyeing you guys funny. <laughs> I give him kind of a wave. He he tips his hat, but uh, you can actually hear him snort derisively from this distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lean down and I say, seems odd that there would be a dead tree back here. It is odd. Uh, there's something fishy about that, that guard over there, don't you think? Well, from his perspective, I suppose it could be something fishy about us as well. But we can go talk to him. You you take the lead. You know how, how charming I am. You know how charming I am. I head over to the guard. Uh, make me one last perception check before you guys leave the tree area. I'm going to roll this dice around. I've been rolling poorly. 14. 11. No, go ahead and continue towards the guard. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, I approach him and I say, do you know how old that tree is? No. You've been here a while. On your shift, I mean. Yep. Has anyone else been back here recently? Just the other guards. Did you, did you clear wandering around back here with Mr. Fillmore? This here, this feller with me, he is an FIA agent, all right? And the deputy, deputy Portnoy has given these fellas authority. Now you stop right there, for, sir. I don't care if you're the Queen of Albion, okay? You need permission from Mr. Fillmore. That deputy, he don't have jurisdiction here. Hell, yes, he does. And we talked to Mr. Fillmore. He sent us out to his mine. I say, uh, now... What issue would Mr. Fillmore have with a couple of gentlemen behind his building? Probably nothing. I, 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 th I think y'all should leave. I'm going to oblige him. I'm going to kind of motion to Igmit and start walking back to the front direction of the house. You're, you're going to let that asshole just tell us to, to run off? We didn't do anything wrong. I just smile. And I give another motion. And I follow, I follow Tom. Yeah, you guys are uh, out in the front of the house. I'm going to go around to the very kitty corner corner on the opposite side and talk to that guard. Uh, hey, hey, man, I'm, we're not really supposed to be talking to people while we're on, you're going to get me fired. 
I'm sure Mr. Fillmore will understand. This is all part of our investigation. Uh, we've, we've already discussed it with them. We have clearance to be here. Tell me, how old is that tree back there? Uh, it, it's been here as long as I've been working here, and I've been working here for five years now. But I mean, it's it looks pretty old. Do you know if there's any sort of sentimental attachment that Mr. Fillmore has to that tree? It, 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 I really don't think you guys should be asking me questions. Like, I... Oh, come, come now. There's just a tree, isn't it? Unless there's more to it than just a few branches and some roots. No, yeah, they... Right, no, yeah, absolutely. The, you're, you're correct. Can Igmet try and in, intimidate this guy? Can I, can I make an intimidation roll? How are you doing that? Like, what are you doing to intimidate him? Like, what are you doing? Um, Feller, what, why are you so nervous about that tree? And I, I get right up in, in his face, like, not even a foot away from him. All right. I'm going to give you a disadvantage on it, though. Okay, so that first one was nine. Second one was 19. All right. Nine. He kind of, like, backs away and he says, your breath is really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might be the cat. <laughs> I, I have a fondness for for them. They're a delicacy in some places. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get kind of close to the guy too, and I'm gonna use thaumaturgy to start making my eyes glow a little bit, and I'm going to say, "Young man, I don't think that you realize who we are." And my intimidation check. Is going to be a seventeen. Uh, who are you? I uh, n- listen. I'm. Yeah, I'm not trying to get fired, but I'm also not trying to get beat up by you guys. My eyes go back to normal, and I say, "All we want to know is a little bit of information about this property and that tree back there." And I assure you, it's all part of our investigation to find out what's going on in this town. All right, here's what I'm going to do for you, and this is the best that I can do. I just nod. I'm going to go into that outhouse, and I'm going to write something on the wall in, in, in charcoal, and I need you to smear it off after you go in as soon as I'm done. Okay? I give another nod, and I back away. He, um... He starts marching towards the outhouse and he tips his hat at the uh, other guards as he passes and he's in there for a few minutes and then comes back, uh, comes back out and he's, you know, buckling back up his pants and stuff and heads back uh, towards you guys and nods at you. When he gets to me, I I give him a squeeze on the shoulder and I audibly say, well, I think that's about all that we needed to know. Thanks for your help regarding the best drink at (laughs) Tavern. (laughs) And then I say, you know, I've already had a few drinks. I could take a leak myself. I'm like really bad acting, um, but I start making my way towards the outhouse. You hear him mutter, that fucker's gonna get me fired. 
<laughs> All right. I'm going in. You you go into the outhouse and it's pretty dark when you close the door, but you can make out from the little bit of moonlight and uh, t- torchlight that's pouring in through the... There's like a small hole up in the top of the door that probably just lets the stink out and that's about it. And But on the wall, it just says... Fuck the FIA. <laughs> it says uh, to to look for the knot on the north face and pull the handle. Um, look for the knot. I'm gonna hold on. I know I'm just doing it right now, but just in case. All right, I smear it off the side of the wall. Do I have I I have paper for notes, right? I'm FIA agent, so I'm gonna jot that yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I copy it onto my notes. I smear it off the wall. I I'll take a whiz. <laughs> <laughs> and then Metallica uh, sucks where it was. <laughs> after I'm done, I I kick the door open and head back to Igmit, and then uh, we're just gonna go towards the front gate as if nothing ever happened. If you've been enjoying LCP D&D, we would be honored to receive a review from you on Apple Podcast Services, Podbean, or any of the other podcast platforms. Other ways you could support our show are through pledging any amount of money at patreon.com slash lcpdnd, by buying merchandise at sonerdware.com slash lcp, or by simply sharing our content and telling people about us. But regardless of what you do, we would enjoy having you as a member of our growing community on Discord, where we hang out, post memes, and even host D&D sessions where you could play with us. The Discord link is in our podcast episode descriptions, or you can message us on any of our social media platforms, and we'll get you in. You can follow our show on Twitter at DNDLCP and on Instagram at LCPDND. Tim, our dungeon master, is on Twitter as Ida Grab Your Gun. Chris, who plays Falk Smolder, is on Twitter as Chris Riley LCP. Wesley, who plays Igmet Yazee, is on Twitter as Wide Wide Wes. I'm Brian, the player of Tom. And I'm on Twitter as Manly Brian and Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Why didn't you just say instead that, uh, you know, I should start with somebody else instead of, let me just pick out my wizard cantrips real quick. This is interesting, radio. <laughs> I can wait till their turn is done. <laughs> At least it gives us time to make fun of you because we haven't really gotten to do that in a while. <laughs> That's true. We've been so serious and things have been uh, kind of dire, so we haven't stopped to shit on Brian. <laughs>